Welcome to Building Great Sales Teams, a show dedicated to making sales teams tick, tick, boom. I didn't have a playbook starting out. I had to learn everything the hard way. The good news is you don't have to. Great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Let's get to work. All right, guys. We got Louis Venegas with Texas Stag Enterprises. Luis. Oh, shit. <laughs> my American ass, my Texan ass is more like it. Luis Venegas. I don't know. I call him asshole most of the time. So That is true. That is very <laughs> true. Uh, I've known Luis for, what is it? Is it 10 years now? No. no I don't know. It's about six, seven years. Six, seven years? Yeah. Okay. So um, he was a salesperson for a sub-dealer of mine yeah. who shall not be named. <laughs> sure, right? No. And uh, we've, we've kept up with each other ever since. Um, and so I've kind of seen his journey. I think he went from that to Vivint. Was that yeah. correct? Yeah, I was at Vivint for a few years. Uh-huh. Because uh, when, when we were a sub-dealer for you, we were selling all well, the AT&T products, and mm-hmm. we were also selling Vivint, right? Yeah. Um. So I, I knew the Vivint product really well. You know, I, I knew I could sell it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think talking to a technician, you know, he told me, you know, how the, the technicians work and everything. And I, I got kind of curious about it. Uh-huh. And then I decided to apply. They called me and um, I started a, a pilot program that, that Vivint was running with Best Buy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I get in with Vivint, but as a technician, not as a, as a sales rep. Okay. Let's talk about that, but I want to back up a little bit. And okay, so your business right now. Let's let's go into that a little bit. Okay, you started out roofing, mm-hmm. and then you did some solar, and then you quickly realized there was a huge opportunity for all of us solar guys that right. didn't have a roofing partner. Well, not not just that. Not that you didn't have a roofing partner, but I found a you know a huge gap between roofing and solar. Uh-huh. I, I think I mean they pretty much go hand in hand. You know. Right. But, you know, in the roofing industry, it's, uh, you know, it's mainly going after insurance work even more than retail because it pays more, right? So if you have some kind of affiliation with a roofing company and then a storm hits, Mm -hmm. they put you in the back burner, you know, because obviously they're going to go after the work that pays more. Yeah. And then even at that point, you know, you call... Oh, like um, the the solar company, the the company itself didn't have, most of them don't have control of, okay, well, you're going to go with this roofing company. No, they leave it up to the sales rep. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, your client needs a roof, then, okay, well, go go find a roofer. Yeah. Right? And then there you are. You have no idea what you're looking for, you know, what exactly is, you know, good quality or, you know, you're just like, okay, well, give me a bid, you know, give me an estimate and I'll just go with the lowest one. Yeah. But nobody's keeping up with the quality control, right? Right. So it ruins the, the customer right. experience. There, there's that. And also, you know, with solar, obviously you want to move as quick as possible. That's always, you know, uh, something that the solar companies are competing mm-hmm. on, right? Uh, I mean, I'm the quickest. I can do it in three weeks. I can do it in four weeks. I can right. do it in a week, whatever. Now, if your customer needs a, a roof, and then there was a storm recently, and now you got to wait for the roofer, I don't know, for a month, two months, so the whole project goes on standby, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. until the roofer becomes available and, and there you are just just waiting right so you know founding that gap i was like wow like th- there's something that can be done here right so we completely changed our business model to you know try to help the solar industry the best that we can and just cater to them yeah um and you, we just more than just the roofing you know we provide a solution to you know their operations the you know from the point of sale to the point of install mm-hmm. yeah i will say it's been pretty clean for us um so whenever we realize they need a roof and it's pretty obvious a lot of times when we realize it or at the site survey all we do is y'all have a, a quick web form mm-hmm. we fill out that web form we take pictures of the roof and uh and then it's it's simple from there, right? And we're right. not we're not we're not trying. And that, that's another thing. If you are in solar, if you're trying to make a bunch of money off of a roof, you know that's only going to hurt the customer, you know. And so because you guys only do you, you only use premium products, right? You know you have premium work workmanship. We we only we only give five hundred bucks to the to the sales rep right. for selling the roof, and then we don't take anything off the top of that. And and all that is doing is is giving the customer more value on on top of that. So they're getting bids from other companies that have commission built in. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. From other companies that have commission built in for uh, a less premium product, and they're getting. Uh, I guess walk through some of the products that you guys use. So, but by default, so for example, you have three tab. Three tab is you know the lowest quality that you can get on a shingle, mm-hmm. right? We don't ever install three tab. And then you have your your thirty year shingles, you know the architectural, and then from the architectural you have different categories, right? You have mm-hmm. like what they used to call thirty year, forty year, fifty year. Right. So what we use is the forty year, by default. Like you don't have to ask for it. You don't have to like nothing. We only use the forty year, and even with the forty year, we our pricing is competitive with the thirty. Yeah. Why? Because we don't we don't add a commission to our roofs because. I'm not doing the selling. You are. Right, right. So you can either give the customer the pricing that I give you, or you can mark it up if you want and make a little money on top of that. It's up to you. I leave that completely up to you. I just tell you, hey, here's the pricing, and then you do with it whatever you want, right? And then, so, and the reason why we use, you know, the 40-year shingles is because, so the, the homeowner is putting solar on the roof, right? Now, if in the next uh, 15 years, because uh, the the panels, you know, they're gonna be paying for them what for 25, 30 years. Right. So if in the next fifteen years the roof gets old and they're required to change it, now they have to pay to remove the panels, replace the roof, put the panels back on. So by giving them, you know, a better quality, you know, better shingles, they don't have to worry about that for longer, right? Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, they're impact resistant, class three, hill. Um, uh rated so yeah it's just it's just about i mean you guys always install tier one solar panels right yeah so you wouldn't go out there and offer tier two tier three you always want the best right yeah so we want to make sure that the roof that we install the roofing system matches the product that you're putting on top of it no and it works out beautifully for us because that is our our pitch is we are premium solar company Mm -hmm. you know we only install the uh, aptos panels because their their warranty lasts longer and it's more efficient for a longer amount of time you know we use uh we include solar insurance in all of our bits we include uh 
tax preparation in all of our bids so the uh, consumers can get more than just the 26% tax credit. They can get depreciation on the system as well. And so um, everything that we're doing, we're making sure that the customer has an amazing experience because we we, we do. We want to eventually be referral-based to the point where right. – you know, our guys don't even have to knock doors someday because they're getting so many referrals in. You know, that's why we're developing affiliate programs and stuff like that. And so it really all comes back to this the the customer experience, but then right behind that is the sales rep experience, right? Right. And, and here's what I've realized in 12 years of doing business. If you pay the premium and you get used to selling the premium and you become acclimated to being not being the cheapest on the market, you know what I mean, selling by price – and you're right. selling by quality, features, and benefits, and then you're improving the customer's lifestyle, your job gets so much easier on the back end. Yeah. You're not having to deal with angry customers because you're selling subpar products. You know, you're, and then you have raving fans, you right. know, which bring you more sales without having to prospect, you know, which is a, a very big deal. So um, what areas are you guys uh, servicing right now? Right now we cover uh, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Corpus, mm-hmm. um, the Valley, and everything in between. We just uh, we don't really cover, you know, uh, Lubbock, right? Yeah, like North Texas. Gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So, what got you into sales in the first place? My first uh, sales job was at AT and T. Okay. At a at a store, a retail store. Um, I had no sales experience. Even my, my English was very limited at the time. So I was, I was kind of nervous about that. Um, the reason you're, you're from Mexico, right? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah born and raised. Um, and, you know, I, I've always liked technology. I was always, you know, looking at the, the new phones and the features that they had and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, I had a friend that worked at AT&T. And she's like, hey, you know, you should apply. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if my English is going to let me. Right. You know, I don't want to look dumb in front of customers or not perform or something. Plus, I was like, I don't know how to sell. Like, I, uh-huh. I don't have any experience. Most AT&T reps don't know how to sell. Right. That's why they hire us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I applied. Um, I, I got the job and I became number one since the first month. Why is that? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I I just um, I don't like to be pushy. Okay. I, I don't like to be like, come on, please buy it, or you know, this is the best thing, or you should get the tablet, you should get the iPad, you should get Wi-Fi. Like, no, I I I don't work like that. I've never worked like that. I feel like just uh, because of the way that I, that I am, uh, I had an approach like, hey, well, if you want it, you know, here it is. It, I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this product could really help you. But if you don't want it, you know, it's up to you. And then people would be like, oh, I'm like, um, okay. So I don't know. That just helped me, you know, so close more deals. You've been through my training. Yeah. <laughs> what What is that called? What do you mean? You remember what that what that's called? Oh, that selling it's style. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. So that's called indifference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A, oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 it's an impulse factor. Yes, you know, but it's also it's also a selling style. Typically, it's a selling style of like um, a detective, right? Yeah. So there's there's four selling styles and buying styles: uh, detective, entertainer, um, fighter, and then counselor. And detectives are very matter of fact. This is what it is. You want it or you don't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So your, your selling style is probably a detective. So it's easy for you to sell to fighters. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. fighters want the information. They're not worried about all the, the uh, I guess, auxiliary stuff or, like, the emotions involved in it. Right. And they want the information fast and concise so that they can make a decision. And it's always their decision, you know? Right. So. Yeah, and even when we had, you know, promotions, um, at the time, mm -hmm. AT&T was really pushing iPads and tablets and having okay. those uh, data lines, data-only lines. Yeah. And they always had promotions that you get this cheap tablet, you know, for mm -hmm. 99 cents yeah. as long as I you get it on a contract yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so... Now, if it's not an iPad, who cares? Well, I sold the shit out of those, man. Yeah. Like crazy. And so what I would do, you know, I would bring out the phone that they requested, you know, mm -hmm. whatever they wanted. And then I would bring the iPad with me, too. And I would tell them, hey, well, are you guys going to take the iPad, too? Or you're not going to take it? Like, uh, yeah. you know, did you come for the promotion? They're like, what are you talking about? I'd be like, well, that's because um, right now you take the phone, you can take the iPad for 99 cents. All you got to worry about is uh, the activations, $45, and then taxes, and $10 a month for, oh, okay. for the data. Um, and uh, that's it, but, you know, here's the promo, if you want gotcha. it or not, kind of thing, you know. And most people, just because I would just say it, I would just mention it, I wouldn't be like, hey, what do you think? Like, it's amazing, it's like, mm -hmm. you should get it. Like, no, I would just tell them, hey, here's the promo. A lot of people are taking advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to set it right here. You let me know if you want it. Yeah. And most people would take it. Nice. So let's transition to... You're, you're installing and selling for Vivint, right? Uh, upselling. Okay. So th this is in the, the Best Buy. So this is uh, uh, what we call big box stores well, campaign. So the way that that program worked, um, a customer would walk in, and then there would be a, a sales rep in the, in the store, and the sales rep would sell them the service, mm -hmm. right? And, and then I would go install it, and when I go install it, I could upsell. Gotcha. So, but I would never go to the store for anything. I would just, I would just be in the field. My my first consulting gig ever was teaching uh, a local alarm company how to upsell. Really? And I didn't even know I was consulting at the time. He was like, "Hey, I would pay you to basically come up with a script for us while we're installing." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and teach my guys how to upsell. So really? I spent. Spent like a month on it. I think he paid me like a thousand bucks and I spent like <laughs> freaking 50 hours on it, in-person training, all this stuff or whatever. You know, obviously now I would never take that deal, but um, yeah, that was my first consulting gig was a thousand bucks. But yeah, it was basically what you, what you were doing. So you, yeah. did you train a, a team at that point to do that? Um, no. So at first, again, you know, yeah, I, yourself. I, I'm sorry. You did it yourself. Yeah, th there was no sales training. You know, mm -hmm. you weren't expected to sell at that point. Yeah. It was just, hey, go install. And if you were, if you happen to sell something else, you make a little commission on that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the commission was really good. I think we were making like, um, what was it, like 20% or something like that or whatever we sell. Uh -huh. So it, it was a good percentage. And I just, I was like, wait, what? I mean, the salesman in me just saw the opportunity, and yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I'm getting paid how much to install this, and then I can make the same yeah. thing if I upsell? Oh, man, I was making more on commission, and the nice. the technician salary is not bad. Because uh -huh. you know, I was getting paid you know, hourly plus a piece of equipment that I install, mm -hmm. uh, or cameras. And then on top of that, my, my upsell. But they did, at the, I don't know how it is right now, but at the time, there was no training to teach you how to sell or upsell. 
mm-hmm. it's just like hey well, if you guys want to do it here's here's an opportunity but that, that's it yeah uh and even at, at vivint you know i think i got to i think one month i got to number one company-wide like us and canada mm-hmm. and most of the time i was in the top three nice just uh you know from the upselling very nice so they almost want to uh install uh smaller systems so they could touch more customers huh Right. Well, I mean, the, the sales reps just wanted to go with the cheapest package just to close the deal. Right. You know, so I would go to houses and it'd be super basic. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, they left me a lot of room for me to upsell. Gotcha. No, that's great. So you're doing well with Vivint. You know what I mean? Were you tapping on six figures yet with yeah. them or no? Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. So you're making six figures with Vivint and that's where most people are like, all right, I'm going to. Get the wife, get the kid, get the house. Yeah. I'm going to start settling down. This is a good gig. I'm good to go at, at 100 grand a year. Well, what did you do? Well, um, so Vivian went public and then everything changed. Oh, okay. Yeah, they changed the commission structure. They changed the, the pay. They changed a lot of things. And I was like, wait, I'm working more and I'm making less. This doesn't make sense. So now I have to sell double what I was selling. And I was already always trying my best. I yeah. never got comfortable. You know, I never got to the point where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to lay back and, mm-hmm. and whatever I sell, I sell. Like, no, every single month it was a battle, right? And so when they changed that, I was like, okay, I got I to gotta figure something else out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get a second job, you know. Um, I, I, I got to do something else. Right. Um, so I did get a second job. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I started helping, uh, this guy, this painter. Um, so he, he only paints, uh, custom homes like right. 14, $15 million dollar homes, right. huge homes, mansions. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, you know, my, my friend told me about you. He told me that you're really good at selling. Uh, my English is not that good. And I'm trying to sit down with custom builders, you know, that obviously have certain expectations. Mm-hmm. So can you help me do pretty much, you know, customer acquisition? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll help you out. So um, I held that guy for, for a while. And then a friend of mine told me, hey, well, why are you doing that for somebody else? Like, it's, it's something, I mean, you're growing a business why don't you do it for yourself? I'm like, I don't know how to paint. <laughs> like, like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and most most business owners that listen to the show are like, but do you know how to run a business? You know what I mean? Right. So you can plug in any product, any service, you know what I'm saying? Everything has a learning curve. You know, like when we got into solar, it probably took us a solid eight months to really start hitting in solar. Right. Because the product is complicated. You know what I mean? The competition is fierce in Corpus Christi and San Antonio. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're doing the same thing you did before. You're running a business. Right. So your friends are encouraging you to start your own business at that point. So what happens next? Yeah, so, you know, I'm telling my friend, well, I don't really know a trade like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how to run wire, know how to install alarms, you know, but I'm not trying to spend the rest of my life in an attic. Right. right? Um, so he's like, well, I, I know about roofing, and, you know, you, you can pretty much put a, like the, 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 the system, you know, the back office together and I can take care of the labor and well, obviously you take care of the sales. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there's an idea. 
Yeah. And I don't like to sit on an idea for too long. You know, if I want to do something, I just want to do it. I just jump on it. So I want to say within, I don't know, maybe like a month or two, we opened the LLC. <laughs> and and just we just went for it you know and um the, obviously we i would have never imagined that i was going to be doing it for solar you know the idea was to go after you know retail insurance you know and then um jake uh, johnson he's uh, he's the guy that was running the the best way program with vivint he he stayed in touch with me because you know he's like man you're always killing it with the with the upsell like what, what are you doing like how do yeah. you do it and this and that so he knew that i was good at selling plus selling actual accounts and um so he tells me hey, i'm doing solar now you should give it a try you know you're a good salesman i think you would kill it and i'm mm -hmm. like okay um but i i don't like door knocking i know i did it you know when we would have something for you but yeah i don't like it either I hated it, man. <laughs> I hated it. I mean, I got my accounts, you know, I got my sales, you know, for yeah. and TV and everything, you know, but I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm like, look, man, I'm not trying to get back into the door knocking game. I'm, I'm not. And he's like, well, just just give it a try. You know, it's, it's, it's good money. Let's see where it goes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. And I was selling about a deal a week, you know, when I was doing solar. And mm -hmm. I wasn't really door knocking either. It was just, you know, like a, a referral system. It was uh, reaching out to my network. Mm -hmm. I mean, l literally telling everyone that I know that I was doing solar, whether they were leasing their house, owning their house, yeah, bad credit, whatever. Just because even if you don't qualify or you can't get solar, doesn't mean that you don't know someone that does. So right. I was telling everyone that I knew, literally everyone, man, hey, this is what I'm doing, so if you or someone that you know might be interested, just let me know, you know, I'll pay you a referral fee, etc. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did well with it, and then obviously I was doing my own roofs, I was selling both, I was selling roofs and I was selling solar, and, you know, combined the two, etc. Yeah. It, it was very simple for me, because I was doing both, right? Right. But then I, I realized that it wasn't the same for everyone, some people were struggling with it, and it was just a pain, and I'm like, man, like, it, it shouldn't be that hard. You know, right. if I can make it work for me, I can make it work for other people. Like, definitely, uh -huh. right? And then, you know, so uh, something's happened, you know, where I was, where I was, uh, you know, uh, the EPC where, uh -huh. where I was with, that I was with. And, um, you know, we yeah, parted I ways. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we parted ways. And then um, I was like, you know what? Let me let me give this a try. Let me see if I can reach out to different solar companies and provide this solution, see if they see any value in that. Mm -hmm. You know, can I run a pilot and see where it goes? And it took off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, you introduced me to one of them, uh, Jimmy, right? From, yeah. from Spear. Spear. Uh, that went well for a while. <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. You know, uh, I see a lot of business relationships come in and out and stuff like that, obviously. And I never really move a whole lot, you know? And so not everybody can maintain them, man. They're, so yeah, uh, relationships like that are hard to maintain because often people are short-sighted, you know, whether it be the, the price of the service, them trying to make money on top of it, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then all the changes with materials and everything. I, I, I gotta imagine, you know, somebody had a supply yard of them, so they went with them for a little bit, and then back to you, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my whole thing is when you create partnerships like that, unless you're going to bring the, the 
the division internal. Like, unless I start a roofing division someday, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to make sense for me to be bouncing around from roofing company to roofing company. Right. You know what I mean? I get the whole idea. Oh, you got to pit them against each other and all this crap. Yeah. But honestly, you're going to appreciate our relationship so much more if I don't make you freaking, you know, sell yourself on the side of the street every time that I get another roofer offering me something. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's where the real... For me, like the real quality work happens, the the real going above and beyond. You know, I know you've done some stuff for us, you know what I'm saying, taking some hits because of the relationship that's there. Right, right. And so that's that's incredibly important as a business owner that is running a sales team. Your team will be affected by that, you know. Right. And, they, and salespeople hate change, you know what I mean? So if you're changing roofing companies, you know, every couple of weeks or you're using different ones, it's very hard to scale based on that, you know? Yeah. And that's why I'm so set on being wildly successful in Texas before we start branching out in terms of offices and, oh, and yeah, knocking man. doors. Totally. I want to, there's so much opportunity here. I want to be wildly successful here first and then branch out. And so my relationships are going to be really strong here. So that's one thing I think we're, we're developing with that. And so, um, in, so you you did put together a team a sales team at one point though right? Um, yeah, I did, I did. Uh, but you know, just trying to juggle both things at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. trying to grow the company and running operations. And, yeah. You know, I mean, at one point I was doing I was doing sales operations. You know, project management. Uh, you know, running material. I was doing everything at once. Yeah. And I was losing my mind. So, yeah. you know, in to try to manage a sales team at the same time, it's hard. And, and a sales team requires a lot of attention. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, if it's uh, guys that you got to keep motivated and, you know, yeah. like, you know, keep grinding, go after the hustle, all of that. And I didn't have the time for it. So, so speaking of that, I was having a conversation with Patrick Bolanos yesterday. Um, he's the one that built this, tra- this amazing trailer that we're in right now. And if you can hear all the sounds in the background, it's because we're at his shop yeah. on the outside of it right now. And this yeah. is literally the first podcast we've shot in this trailer. So we're learning as we go. This is this is interesting, to say the least. On the beta test. But we were talking about that yesterday because he is in that kind of mode right now where he oversees oh, okay. all of that. You know, he has people in place that do that, but he's also the sales manager. And I'm like... I got to be honest oh, with you, Patrick, gotcha. you're a shitty sales manager. <laughs> and it's not because he, I mean, if that's the only thing he was doing, he'd probably be an amazing salesman. Right. But, but, but think about it. Like you have a sales team and your manager's not full time. Right. You know, and I know I'm going to have a guest in a few weeks that uh, advocates that you can be a part-time manager and own a business at the same time and be the sales manager. So I'm very interested to see what he has to say, but from, you know, everything I've been talking to Patrick about, everything that I know from my history and then what you're telling me right now, it's kind of the consensus is yeah. running a business and managing a sales team at the same time is incredibly right. difficult. It is. So you've got to put that key person in place. But by the time that you probably would have came to that solution, you were already moving on to being a, a, a solar support right. company. Right, right. So, I mean, and right now I have an amazing team. I mean, the way that we operate, the way that we run, you know, we're going through some growing pains. Mm-hmm. I have to grow my staff. It's a good my problem. support staff. Good right, problem definitely. Uh, but the team that I have, you know, I'm, I'm trying to not just focus on solar. I don't want to depend 100% on solar, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we still do insurance work. We still do retail work. 
um, and the, the people that I have helping me with that, and then the people that I have helping me with the, with the solar, mm-hmm. you know, they're both amazing, you know, and uh, I that's think good. that we are where we are just because of the people, right? I think that's the biggest asset that one, a company can have, mm-hmm. the people. That's the biggest asset that any company can have. You know, it's like Michael Scott said, it's about the people. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about you, you've gone through all these changes in the past, what, five years? It's kind of like, yeah, you know, probably three to four major career business ownership shifts. Mm-hmm. And so you've also gone through changes in your personal life. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so how did you handle all that at the same time did you handle it well were you prepared for it did you have to like you know i i know you hit the gym a lot was that kind of how you like released all that freaking yeah i, I think frustration? so i mean I, I definitely wasn't prepared for it i mean it's, i don't think it's something that you can prepare for it uh-huh. i mean i didn't even see it coming right mm-hmm. um and you know when when i was at vivin and you know towards the end i was going through a, a custody battle uh-huh. You know, so that was taking most of my money. I had to sell a house that I had in Mexico just mm-hmm. to afford the lawyer because it dragged along for almost a year, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. So and then at the same time, you know, I was trying to get the company going and I was like, man, I don't want to wait. Like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of being in this position. Yeah, because like, when you're going through something like that, you're basically you can't make any big investments. You right. know what I'm saying? You can't take huge risks. Right. Because your first priority is your child. Right, you know? exactly. But, uh, and, you know, I, and I, I told myself, you know, I'm going to definitely take care of this custody battle, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, I don't want to wait to get the company going. Right. Like, uh, I might go crazy, but I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make mm-hmm. it work. And, yeah, I was hitting the gym a lot. I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't yeah. have, you know, I was spending a lot of time with my kids. I would take my kids to the gym with me. Uh-huh. You same. know? Everything, right? They would go with me everywhere. I think we were going through all that around the same time. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think Something so. similar. I was going through a divorce. You were going through a custody battle. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I I won the custody battle. And my daughter's with me full time. Congratulations. Thanks, man. And obviously the company is where it's at right now. Yeah. I cannot complain. I'm very blessed. And, yeah, I mean, I, I made it happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's possible. You know what I mean? And yeah. For that reason... Me going through all that, I hate it when people make excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say, well, I don't have time or I can't or whatever. It's like, no, you, you cannot give me that excuse. Uh-huh. That is not a valid excuse. Um, so I guess that's, that's why also I don't have a lot of patience for, for excuses like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So I always tell people, well, one, you just joined Apex this morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> You finally sent me the receipt. I've been giving you shit for like a year now Yeah, no. about not joining Apex. I mean, we need more roofers in Apex. That's a joke. There's a lot of roofers in Apex, oh, but there's, there's, there's plenty to go around. Um, anyway, so you sent me the, the receipt this morning, and one of our mantras in Apex is FYE, fuck your excuses. So you're going to fit right in, nice. 100%. Like. And, and it is, you know, once you start doing things like um, you're going to hear about this G code and then, you know, everybody or there's always somebody going through 75 hard in Apex, right? Usually like a quarter of the group, wherever you're at, you know what I mean? The entrepreneurs meetup is today, isn't it? I have or no tomorrow. idea. I don't know. You just said you better get your butt to Dallas. That's that's now. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. You're going to come in. 
Yeah, so you're gonna have to wait a whole another quarter for the the meetup because you're oh, an right. entrepreneur. Well, I'm not driving to Dallas today. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. So you, you get yourself around like minded people, and you have even less patience for it. You think really? you're impatient, or you <laughs> you don't put up a bullshit now? It's gonna get right. even get even stricter. And, and also, you know, I don't tell people to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so for example. Our cash flow is not the greatest because, you know, scaling. All, well, not, not just that, but all the work that we do for solar, we do the work up front and we, we don't get paid until right. later, like way later. My yeah, that's account why roofing doesn't is, like solar. <laughs> it, exactly. That, that's another reason. Like most roofing companies, they want 50% up front and they want the other 50% when the job is done. Yeah. And the thing is, you haven't gotten paid at that point. Right. Right. The solar company hasn't gotten paid. So. You either have to front the money or the roofer is going to be harassing you the whole time for, hey, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? Yeah. Right? So you got to have, you know, the means and the, the system and everything to 90 create. days of cash flow. Yeah. That's what you need. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are not prepared for something like that. Right? you got to handle your finances very well to be able to handle that amount of work and and like if you get to a point where okay i'm getting more work but i can't afford to do it mm-hmm. that becomes a problem right yeah. you're no longer a solution for these solar companies you're like well i gotta wait until somebody pays me <laughs> right exactly um so when we've had you know cash flow pro- problems like that it's like i talk to the team and i'm like hey well we gotta figure something out we gotta do something what are we gonna do right mm-hmm. so i take my ass to the field and i start selling jobs I want to say, I think two months ago, we needed like an extra 60, 70 grand. Mm-hmm. I sold those 60, 70 grand myself. Beautiful. You know what I mean? Because that's what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I don't make excuses. And I have the same expectation for everybody else. Right. Like uh, I have uh, one of my guys that was complaining about money. He's like, hey, man, I'm not making enough. I need to make more money. I'm like, okay, we'll go sell more. Yeah. Like, well, no, like I, I think I should get a higher percentage or something like that. I'm like, no, dude, like. If I can go out there and sell, you can go out there and sell. A hundred percent. Right? Um, it's, al- it's always been tough for me to handle that, and I just had to get used to it after a while. It doesn't matter that sales is a commission-only position, and you can literally write your own check depending on how hard you work, right? Because we, we give you the, the platform. We give you the tools. We give you everything you need, right? But But too many people, you know, instead of looking at the man in the mirror, they they say – Oh, well, it's the position. It's the environment. It's the commission. It's everything else except me. Right. It can't possibly be me. Right. And, it, and it's one of the hardest things to get my guys to overcome is that mindset of, you know, it's anybody's fault but my own, you know? Right. Yeah, you got to look at the mirror first. You know, mm-hmm. it starts from the inside out. Mm-hmm. On 100%. Well, brother, the sounds are getting louder. They're obviously doing more work now that we're getting later into the afternoon, but we're also an hour in and I know you got an interview coming up, so we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. No, thank you for having me, man. I, I, I'm excited, you know, for you, everything that you're doing and now this trailer, you know, now, now you look the part too. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like a real podcaster. No, no, you are. And I was the first one in the trailer. So yeah, you're my first. Uh, <laughs> and I was gentle with you. Yeah, you were very gentle with me. Not whatever, man. You talk so much shit, <laughs> but not on the podcast. <laughs> well, that's the that. You know, we're gonna put all this in there. So, oh. all right, brother. Well, I appreciate it. 
for everybody listening, you know, obviously if you're in solar and you're in the Texas market, check out uh, Texas Stag Enterprises. Uh, where can they reach out to you at? Um, they can reach out to us on our website. I mean, you can Google us. I can, you know, I can post my, my yeah, we'll put number, your, my email. We'll put your uh, social media handles in the show notes. Okay. That's probably the easiest way. But what's your uh, Instagram? It's a TX Stag. T-X-S-T-A-G. Okay, TX. TX. Stag. Texas abbreviated and then Stag. S-T-A-G. Perfect. And uh, you can go to my page too, and they're, they're all over that page too. So, all right. all right, guys, I appreciate it. Let's get building. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Remember, great sales teams are not recruited. They are built block by block. Until next time.